Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. Hosted by myself, Parker Shaw, and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to The Daily Diagnosis. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Daily Diagnosis. Once again, this is Parker from the marketing team. And April. And Dr. Brady Mock. And we are so excited to have Dr. Brady Mock. Um, some of you that might follow us on our social media might have seen that he has actually recently started at Ogden Clinic just a few weeks ago. And we're really happy that he's brought his specialization to Ogden Clinic. He works with adult reconstruction, specifically with the hip and knee. And Dr. Mock, we're so excited to have you today. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for taking the time to, to come speak with me. And I'm excited to let people get to know me a little bit better and uh, kind of what I do. Perfect. So we do want to get to know you. Um, just we know that you're from the area, correct? Where did you go to school? So um, grew up uh, mostly in North Ogden Pleasant View area. Um, I started the, my first part of my life. I was down in Provo, and then we moved out of state for a couple of years, Oklahoma, Phoenix, and then we moved back to the North Ogden Pleasant View area when I was starting about preschool and went preschool through, uh, I guess, college. Uh, living up there nice. and um, so I went to Weber High and then Weber State or Harrison High as some people call it because <laughs> it seems like it's all, it's all the people from around here that right. go. Yep. Um, and then uh, went out to University of Pittsburgh Medical School and uh, did medical school there and was able to stay there for residency as well. So UPMC uh, orthopedics uh, residency program and then spent a year at uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Ortho Carolina doing adult reconstruction which is nice. hip and knee replacements and then all the complications that happen with them. But I'm seeing everything right now, and I'm happy to see everything. Perfect. So do you like being back here in Utah? Yeah, so um, really excited to be back here. You know, it's interesting the different kind of um, impressions that people have of Utah across the country. Uh, I, there's some people that are like, oh, who would want to live there? And I'm like, well, not you. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> there's plenty of people trying to move there right now. Yes. Um, but I love the outdoors, um, and Utah is an ideal place for that. I went skiing one time in the last 10 years outside of the state of Utah, and it cost me about like 100 bucks for a ski lift. And it was uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe 500 yards of like ski lifts. Like it oh, was like really? Oh, really? so painful. Yeah. And the lines were forever long, and then you'd be down the, the mountain in like a second. Super quick. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, man, I can't wait to get back. So we just forget how good we have it sometimes, it's, right? It's so true. That's, I mean, that was one thing I tell people. They're like, well, do you ski? And it's like, well, you know, I grew up with like the Olympic downhill from the 2002 Olympics mm-hmm. in my backyard, basically. And so you think I'd be a better skier. I ski, but I'm right. not like uh, as good as you think I am. But yeah, we definitely take it for granted how great it is around Utah's here. That's amazing. It's beautiful. Yep. Absolutely. And all, like all seasons, there's something to do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 100%. I always hope that like the Olympic spirit will like rub off on me when I'm doing like skiing. I'm like, I'm the worst snowboarder ever, but I always uh, hope that maybe a little bit of that Olympicness will just kind of help me out a little bit. So and, if, and if not, you'll see me in my clinic with something broken. Yeah, that's oh, true. And that's actually what we're going to talk about a little bit later. Okay. So, um, talk kind of moving on a little bit. Tell us about some things that you like to do for fun besides skiing. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I consider myself, uh, like, one of the best wakeboarders for someone who's gone to like 30 years of schooling. No and way. <laughs> no, I mean, 
So if you're not familiar with wakeboarding, you'd look at me and be like, man, this guy's good. Because I can throw a couple different backflips and oh, land nice. them pretty that's consistently. That's cool. Which is like, seems pretty cool. Until you see like someone that's really good and they're like, oh no, he kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actually pretty awesome. My So I have a cousin that's a pro wakeboarder. Oh yeah, yeah. So so you've seen like real wakeboarders. But, so you'd look at me and be like, oh no, he kind of sucks. How many flips? <laughs> like yeah. you can do a double backflip. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. No, I, I can't clear the wake or anything. I, I like... T- pat myself on the back if I can just get like a centimeter yeah. of air and I'm like yeah. wow I'm hardcore <laughs> so yeah I had a uh, good buddy during medical school he was in dental school and at the end of the first year of dental school he's like I have to buy a boat or I'm going to shoot myself because this is so painful because we lived in Pittsburgh you have these two beautiful rivers that form the Ohio and so you have these rivers that you can boat on um but so we drive by him every day and he'd be like I gotta I got get a boat so he ended up getting a boat he's like a wakeboarder like me so Fortunately, I had him through medical school. And, That's awesome. And so I was able to keep up what good skills friend to I have. have. It is a good friend. You, you want a friend with a boat. You don't want to be the one with the boat. But for you want sure. Still looking boat. for a friend with a boat. Right. If, anyone, <laughs> if anyone has a boat, I'm looking yeah. for a friend. Fortunately, my partner, Mike Hall, has a boat. So we can all kind of <laughs> tell go. With him. Cool. Where do you like to wakeboard right now? So I've always been a big fan of Wheeler Bay, even though you smell the pigs. Um, it's all right. But it's beautiful <laughs> out there. I think you got great sunsets. Pine View is nice, but I think there's like a million people. There's probably just as many people at Pine View as there are Willard, but Willard's a lot bigger. So yeah. I prefer to go Willard. But if like, you know, timing's not an issue, then Lake Powell's the greatest place on earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that. You just got back from a trip to Lake Powell, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We uh, took my kids for like the first time they'd ever been. I hadn't been in, in like 10 years, and it was fun to see them kind of love the same things I love. My little four-year-old was like jumping off the houseboat and he's like our timid kid. And I was like, holy Ooh. cow, like he did it. I mean, he has life jackets. We were very good about life jackets the whole time because that's, to be. that's yeah. always terrifying. But uh, yeah, he like walked up there and he asked my dad, he's like, grandpa, is it safe to jump right here? And my dad's like, yeah. And we hear the splash and we're all like looking around to see who jumped no in. No way. That's awesome. It was, it was really fun. So it was cool to see them taking up some of the same interests I had growing up and gaining that same love for Lake Powell that I had. Very nice. So how many kids do you have again? So I have four kids. Um, I have a 10-year-old, a 7, a 4, and a 2. And the 10-year-old's in 5th grade and the uh, 7-year-old's in 2nd grade. And I learned that last night because I thought they were in 4th and 1st. And my wife informed me that I was, <laughs> didn't know my kids very well. <laughs> that's all right. So uh, harder question. Which one is your favorite? Oh, no, that's not <laughs> I'm hard. just kidding. That's not hard that's at not all. Hard. He's, like, he's the four-year-old. <laughs> He's, he's, he's sure my favorite. And here's the thing is I know that they're not going to listen to this podcast, yeah. so I can just say that. With Years down the road, right they're going to dig this they're up. They're going to dig this up. No. Like, he's, Dad. Our four-year-old's a sweet little kid. Um, I love all my kids, obviously, but he's just the easiest to love right now. Yeah. 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 They go through phases, that's for sure. Absolutely. So what's the favorite thing about your job? So I chose um, adult reconstruction because I think I'm a little selfish um, in that patients tend to do really, really well. Um, I think that hip replacement and knee replacement to a little bit lesser extent, but I think hip replacement is one of the most successful surgeries in all of medicine um, with like 98% doing like extremely well. That's amazing. Um, which that is really is. impressive if you if you look across it, at some of the things we do and you improve quality of life in these patients and it's really rewarding to see these patients that come in with horrible hip arthritis that can't walk and then you see them back at their post-operative visits and they forget that they have their hip and that's that's when you know that like you've done wow. a very good job. Yeah. Knee replacements don't tend to be that successful, but but um, so I am a little selfish in that I like to see patients <laughs> do really well. So I chose this field that that uh, allows me to help these patients get back and get going. 
So did you always know, though, like when you were about to enter medical school, that that was the direction that you wanted to go? No. So when I first got into medical school, I thought I was going to do emergency medicine. In medical school, you have these different groups, emergency medicine interest group, orthopedic interest group, uh, ENT interest group, whatever. And uh, originally I was an emergency medicine interest group coordinator, like set up like suturing labs and splinting labs to go through things. And um, it just wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. And I got drawn towards surgery as I did my surgery rotations. And then more than anything, I think I got drawn into like the type of people that went into orthopedics and I just got along with them better. And I thought to myself, if I'm going to have to spend five years of not having any sleep, I at least want to be around people I like to be around. Mm -hmm. And I ended up kind of going into the field because of the people that were in the field and kind of finding my niche that way. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe not to ask that question. I just get a little bit too lengthy since it's not part of the topic. Okay. No, but do, you, do we have any more questions related to um, No, I don't think so. Did you want to ask him about pizza? Yeah, let's talk about pizza. Pizza. Build your perfect pizza for us, Dr. Mock. So what I'd do is I'd get rid of the pizza, and I'd order like a Philly cheesesteak or something. What? <laughs> so he's not a pizza These guy. Pittsburgh no, kids. So, so <laughs> I yeah, I'm, I'm Pittsburgh, and then I'm talking about a Philly cheesesteak. I, I think pizza is like the most overrated food there oh, is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, no like it's like. Yeah, I, I, I'll eat pizza. Like I'm, like you put pizza here, I'd, I'd eat it, right? But uh-huh. like, there are like way better things I'd rather. What spend about my Philly cheesesteak pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Does such thing exist? I, I think oh, so. for sure. And I'm, in Pittsburgh, we throw fries on it too, because that's Oof. what they, they throw fries on everything. But Yikes. no, I just think like you can get like way more food in other ways if you're like counting calories or carbs or anything than with pizza. Like that's uh, true. I just I don't know. I just don't think it's worth it. You know what? I'm okay with Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone has their opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I think... Parker's pro pizza. No, I like pizza. I think I, I can agree with both sides yeah. of the argument because I like it because it's an easy, fast, convenient one, but I think... But if I were to have a pizza, it would probably be like supreme everything on it except like olives. Okay. I like olives either. Yeah. yeah, they're gross. See, and I do. See? Everyone's you my... <laughs> Are you a ham and pineapple? It's okay. Okay. I think, like, I'm not morally opposed to it like some people are, but, like, yeah. I'm not, like, pro-Hawaiian pizza either. Okay. See, these are the things that really this, bring up people's this is character. The, this is the important stuff <laughs> yeah. right here. Yeah. It's getting deep really yeah. fast. So I guess we did want to ask you about a couple of experiences that you might have had in your residency or as you've been starting out, um, if you've had any any really great, awesome experiences that have been really, really memorable. Well, um, sometimes memorable in, in a good way and bad way. Um, I was a second year resident and, uh, that's like the busiest year as a resident. You're the one that's like doing all the work on the floors. You're seeing all the consults, you're lining everyone up for surgeries. You're putting on all the casts in the ER. So I was a second year resident at, um, the children's hospital, which is a level one trauma center. And so I'm the only one in house for orthopedics and you have to have someone in house at all time. And my wife's nine months pregnant and we're planning to take like the next week off of so if we can have this baby and at like 2 a.m. my phone rings and I think it's like a patient call, like something's going on and it's my wife right. and she's like, I'm in labor. Oh, no. <laughs> you had to leave the hospital now. And I'm like, seriously? And she's like, yeah, seriously. And so I actually called one of my co-residents up and I woke him up and I'm like, listen, I'm forwarding the pager to you. Or no, I didn't forward the pager. I was like, I have the pager on me. If anything comes up that can't be taken care of till 6 a.m., I'll call you. If not, like I'll just temporize things over the phone mm-hmm. and, and you have to take over. Fortunately, everything went smoothly. Oh, good. Baby That's was good. baby was there by 6 a.m. and no new consults came in. So it ended up being kind of a quiet night. Yeah. It was it was in the middle of winter. So it was like 
usually it quieted down after midnight after all the sledding injuries came mm-hmm. in. So like I was hoping that'd be the case, but it was, but that was kind of crazy. Couldn't have been more perfect. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So Dr. Mock, we are going into colder months now. So can you tell us about what injuries or what types of things you're seeing in the colder months? Yeah. So fall is always an interesting time because you got winter coming up and you're starting these fall sports. So you're starting to see these football sports injuries as well as you know, when you get into winter, you get these, uh, um, rotational injuries from skiing and snowboarding as well as knee right. injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's one of the things we did during our residency was we covered football teams. So on Friday nights, there was a resident standing at 20 football teams across Western Pennsylvania, standing oh, wow. on the s- sideline covering no these sports injuries. So we saw a lot of um, interesting things like I had one kid that dislocated his kneecap or his patella. And so we're having to reduce his patella out there on the, on the field and put him in a knee immobilizer. Wow. Um, Yikes. And one of the big things I think... Um, that isn't always associated with orthopedics, but something that I see a lot of is, is concussions. And it's, this is kind of something that's like taken uh, a pretty prominent role in, yeah. in media lately. And it's kind of an interesting topic. And I think the pendulum's swinging pretty strongly to one side where um, a lot of people are holding kids back from sports. Um, my opinion is, is like concussions are like an injury. I mean, they, they definitely happen. They're definitely real. But I think if they're treated appropriately, it's okay to play sports. Um, right. It's it, concussions can happen in any sports. I think football gets a pretty heavy rap mm-hmm. for it and maybe rightfully so, but they're doing a lot to change how they're teaching kids to c- tackle and how they're doing these things. And if you just treat a concussion appropriately and high schools are taking a lot of steps, they're doing these things called impact testing where they're testing these kids cognitive function at the beginning of the year and making sure that, that if they develop any type of concussion like symptoms, they take this test again and it kind of gives them an idea of where they're at. That's interesting. And, and I didn't know that. Yeah. It's giving them more of an objective measure to say, you know, this kid's back to baseline, he's okay to play, um, which I think's improved a lot in the last 10 to 15 years. Definitely. Um, so we're seeing a lot of progress there. But there's a lot of injuries. I mean, that, that, that tends to be a little bit outside of my scope of practice. But, right. but I see a lot of, more of the uh, knee injuries, specifically ligament injuries, are pretty common in football. Um, you know, the dreaded ones, the ACL. Right. Um, yeah. And if you have a young kid, then it creates a little bit more of a problem because if they're still growing and their growth plates are open, mm-hmm. Makes dip surgery a little more difficult, to, and you also have to discuss maybe delaying surgery until they reach uh, skeletal maturity. Really? Yeah. So if that's the case, do they walk around with a boot? Or no. Like, so so work? so typically, and um, you know, ACL is pretty dreaded, but you can get back to pretty high level of function without an ACL. There's a lot of people walking mm-hmm. around that had you know, I had a knee injury when I was in high school, never had it checked out, and I see them like 20 years later, and it's like, well. Yeah, in knee injury was an ACL tear 20 years ago. Oh, wow. No way. You developed a little arthritis early. We used to tell people that if you had an ACL injury, you needed surgery because we're trying to prevent arthritis. But, mm-hmm. but really, the fact is, if you have an ACL injury, you're getting arthritis. So whether you repair it or not, it's kind of a, up to you and like your symptoms. But, but not everyone that has an ACL tear needs, needs surgery. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Is there any easy ways to avoid having said surgeries or injuries because i'm like uh, no one ever means to have that correct like i, I guess you could like avoid sports entirely but like right what's the so, best practice? so the best practice is get a big bubble you put yourself in the <laughs> bubble and you never then leave you're your, safe you're safe no it's it's hard so there are definitely things you can do and I, uh, interestingly is females are more commonly injured with the acls than males I know oh. that either. yeah so the alignment of the knees of males and females are different males tend to be a little bit of varus knees which is means knees buckle out almost kind of bow-legged mm. whereas girls tend to be a little more knock knees um and that's called a valgus knee 
but that just puts them more prone to tearing their ACL because that moment is kind of the, as the knee comes down and lands on a flat surface, it kind of rotates to the point that it can strain oh, wow. that ACL. Interesting. So it's more common in females, but there are things they, they can do to, to prevent these. And one of those things is pilometrics in neuromuscular training. And that involves like jumping like off boxes and onto boxes and that kind of trains the oh, knees and strengthens okay. the Same. knees. Jump training. Yeah, exactly. So kind of d- jump training. So, you know, Females have a number of reasons that they have more ACL injuries. They have a smaller notch in between their femur, um, so they have more impingement where that ACL is rubbing. But there's things that they can do, like, uh, uh, and I would strongly recommend if your daughter is in soccer, volleyball, basketball, anything like that, that they're doing things besides those sports to strengthen those legs, especially focusing on, like, the quadriceps and strengthen the quadriceps. really interesting. I didn't know that it was more prone to happen to women or to girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like every female soccer player I knew in high school (laughs) (laughs) tore their ACL. There's, there's like, books written on, like, the female warrior and, like, talking about how many of these girls, especially, like, the – like the U.S. soccer team, how many of them have had ACL Jeez. reconstructions compared to like the male soccer team? So wow. it's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, Dr. Mock, are there any other kind of common injuries that you see in the wintertime specifically? Yeah, sometimes we get a lot of these patients coming in that have ankle sprains, and sometimes these are recurrent ankle sprains, meaning they're, they're happening again and again. And one of the biggest problems we see with ankle sprains is someone hurts their ankle, they put ice on it, you know, everyone knows to put ice on it and maybe even wrap it with a ACE wrap or something like that to compress it. Right. And, and then when their ankle starts feeling good again, they decide to get up and go back to whatever they were doing before, which really is the wrong thing to do. Um, when you have an ankle sprain, your, your brain tends to lose trust in your ankle. So mm-hmm. it's something we call proprioception, which is the ability of the brain and the ankle to kind of communicate. And when you have an ankle sprain, you kind of lose that ability. And it's important that you do some rehab, some functional rehab to get that ankle to, to to balance in space so that your brain can trust it again. Mm. And that'll prevent some of these recurrent ankle sprains we keep seeing to happen. The resting, icing, and you know, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories is really important, but just as important as getting that pain gone and getting that swelling gone is doing that rehab to get comfortable again that your brain trusts your ankle so you don't keep having these injuries. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it also, um, I was just thinking, do you think that you would compensate with your other ankle? Exa- for the exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you can you see a lot of people that are like, yeah, I hurt my other ankle a long time ago, but now this one really hurts and it's because they're compensating. I feel like I fall into that. I had a really bad ankle sprain as I was when I was living in Chile and didn't get it fixed. It just kind of, but yeah, I, well, in Chile, it's a little bit harder to, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that the the, the medical care there isn't, uh, uh, well, I think also my mentality was like, Oh, it'll be fine. I'm young. Exactly. And that's, and and it happens, uh, it happens equally with males and females, but you know, males tend to be like, I, I got this. I'll just, tie my shoe tighter right but that doesn't help but i found definitely that i tend to roll and sprain my right ankle which was the one that was injured uh like way more often than that other one so it's not fun it's very common very common awesome so wrapping it up today dr mock thanks for coming in with us um do you want to talk a little bit about how people could stay active or stay happy in the cold months yeah so i mean i think that's a big problem um because if you're living in a cold weather climate like we are in the winter, uh, I think it's really important that you find a activity that gets you outdoors. Um, and that could be something as simple as photography, go out and just uh, take some pictures of something or snowshoeing, uh, cross country skiing. These things are all pretty low impact. Uh, you don't have to be the guy that's going down these black diamonds to enjoy winter around here. But I do think it's really important, especially when something like seasonal affective disorder is very common mm-hmm. to, to find something that you enjoy in the winter that gets you outside of the house. Um, otherwise you kind of get trapped inside. You get 
several things happen, both mentally and physically. You get deconditioned physically as well. And that's when we tend to put on those winter pounds um, when we're not doing anything. So find a way to get outside. Find a hobby that gets you outside. Um, I'm looking forward. I spent last year without winter, so I'm looking forward to having a winter this year <laughs> oh, yeah. in Charlotte. So uh, it'll be good to get, get back out. And I'm, you know, I'm going to do some ice fishing. I'm going to do some skiing and, and um, make sure I'm going to spend some time Have outside. Have yourself an awesome winter. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Well, we're really happy to have had you on the podcast today, Dr. Mock. Thanks for sharing all your knowledge. And we're so happy again to have you at Ogden Clinic as our hip and knee specialist and reconstruction specialist for adults. Um, You're helping all the patients that we have. And for everyone that's been tuning in, thanks for listening to The The Daily Daily Diagnosis. Diagnosis. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. For more information about Dr. Brady Mock or any of the other providers at Ogden Clinic, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. If you like today's episode, leave us a review if you're in Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and hear back from you. Or share us with your friends. Like, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or any of the social media platforms that you're on. Um, We'd love to hear from you as well. Thanks, and we post weekly episodes and can't wait to share more content with you. Have a great week.